Colorado Preps. Kevin Schaefer with your Colorado Preps cast. Our second basketball prep cast is our thoughts on the 1A and 2A girls basketball season ahead. We realize the season is already underway. We probably should have posted these before the campaign got underway. But here we are now. We'll take a look at what has happened so far and based on returnees from last year, kind of run through what we feel are the best teams and strongest state championship contenders in each classification. Our report is presented by Napa Auto Parts and Bank of Colorado. Now, our thoughts on the 1A season is that it'll be very much like we had in volleyball, six to seven teams that were equal in many ways, and each really had a strong chance to win the state championship based on the bounce of a ball or a roll of the ball off the net. We think that that's the case in the division basketball-wise this year as well. Kid Carson is the three-time champ, and over the last two years at least, they were a lock to win the title. The Wildcats, again, will be in the mix, but they're not the overwhelming favorite compared to the last two or three years. We want to start with Kid Carson. They open the season on Thursday of this week, and a win over Lyman matches the all-time mark of 78 consecutive wins. If they win on Thursday, Carson can then set the new record of 79 the very next night against Wiley. They also play Idelia coming up on Saturday. McClave holds the current record of 78. Now Carson, as we said, the three-time defending state champs, they've won 77 consecutive games. Their last loss in the first round of the 2016 state tournament. Overall, in the past five years, they've won 123 of 125 games and both losses coming at the state tournament over that stretch. A lot of holes to fill this year, though. They lost four seniors that totaled about 24 feet in length. Said there is size returning, but not as much across the board as what we've seen the last couple of years for the Wildcats, which allowed them to dominate this division. Key returnee is Raina Eisenbart, basically a starter all four years now. She averaged seven and a half points, four rebounds, and three assists last year. Expect those numbers to be a bit higher this year. She is the lone senior. She'll need to be a bit more aggressive on the offensive end for the Cats to make another push. Up next on the roster... The likes of Callie Booker-Rady, Stephanie Framel, Tyler Randall, and also Allison Geckler, all talented, but this is the first year they'll be forced to play crucial minutes in so-called crunch time. How they respond in those situations will determine just how far this bunch can go and if they can contend for a fourth consecutive championship. Now concerning the all-time record for most uh, consecutive wins, it'll be difficult against Lyman. The Badgers, the number one team in 2A, they've already played twice this year, and the game is the season open for the Wildcats. That's a huge advantage for Lyman. Badgers also loaded with juniors and seniors that all have state tournament experience. Now behind Kid Carson, we have five other teams on our list that could possibly win the state championship, and many are the same that were in contention for the state volleyball crown. That list includes Briggsdale, Fleming, South Baca, Marino, and Sangre de Cristo. Also several teams right on the cusp of joining that list, and we'll get them covered as well. Now Briggsdale, if we had a chance or uh, the uh, uh, choice to make a state tournament pick right now. The Falcons would be one of our two choices. They return a ton of talent from a team that grabbed the third place trophy at the state tournament a year ago. They beat Fleming for that spot and again will battle a very good Wildcats team for the North Central crown. Sophomore Kylie Cry scored 43 points in leading the Falcons to two wins last week as they won the Idalia tournament. She's a strong contender for player of the year. She features a very good all-around game and she collected second team All-State honors 
as a freshman. Her backcourt mate is Shelby Hoffman, just a junior. She dropped in 31 points in the two games last week. Together, they could score close to 40 a night the entire year. Now, a nice boost to the club this year. Freshman Peyton Nicholas and Macy Clem, they combined for 30 points in two games last week. Jillian Bauer, another important player for the Falcons, she netted 12 points in those two wins. Now, one concern may be a little bit of size on the inside. Senior Kimberlyn Christ has not gone out for basketball this year. She averaged five points and six rebounds a game last year in helping the Falcons win 23 games. Some of the lost size with her will be offset with the freshman Peyton Nicholas. Now, as mentioned, uh, Briggsdale must contend with Fleming for the North Central and District title. They split four games uh, a year ago, and uh, the two will face off for the first time this year at home on December 20th. That's a very important early conference game. Fleming, they finished 21-3 and a year ago and placed fourth at the state tournament. Of course, they have plenty of momentum off winning that state volleyball crown last November. Leaders of the basketball squad basically the same that helped them to that title. They are junior Kendall Kirkwood, sophomore Whitney Chintala, and freshman Callie Kirkwood. Kendall is a returning second-team All-State selection, scored 16 points and 10 rebounds in their season-opening win over Haxton last week. As a junior, those numbers were 16 and 13. Chintala dropped in 20 against Haxton. She averaged 13 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, and 4 steals during her freshman campaign. Callie Kirkwood opened her high school career with 11 points, 5 rebounds, and 6 steals. She provides the Wildcats with more size opposite sister uh, in, uh, in the paint. Now, other players that will contribute include sophomores Jesse Bornhoff and Zoe Vandenbark. The roster only about 7 to 8 players deep, so depth is a concern for the entire year. They battled that issue last season, though, and it ended up fourth at state. South Baca, despite a loss in the opening week of the season, the Patriots would be our second choice as state champions again at this early point of the season. They return the lone first-team All-Stater into Laney Eskew, and she gets one more run at a state crown as a senior. Patriots went 22-1 and last year, their only loss against Haxton in the state quarterfinals. They responded by beating San Greta Cristo and Debeck the next two days to win that consolation trophy. Eskew averaged just under 12 points, five assists with four steals last year. She's one of the top lead guards in 1A and will again serve as the team leader. She's not alone. Patriots returned their top seven scores from last year's club. Alyssa Hebert actually led the team in scoring with 12 points a game. Also pulled down a team best 10 rebounds tonight. She returns as a junior. Also back Patience Crane and Allison Wilson. They combined for 16 points and seven rebounds a game last year. Gentry Patrick and Keeley Stegman also back. They averaged right at five points a game a year ago. Marina won 13 games last year, just missed the state tournament with a loss to Briggsdale in the regional finals. They returned seven of their top eight scores and can also use some momentum from a strong run to the state semifinals in 1A volleyball. Depth is the strength for the Rams. They don't return a double-digit score, but get back six players who netted between two and nine points a game. Leading that list, Hannah Pesha Stagner at nine a game. She's joined by Taza Congner at six and Ryland Nelson at five. Delane Coote scored three. Faith Trinkle and and Ainsley Powell all scored two points a game a year ago. Rams already 2-0 this year, picked up road wins at Akron and Haxton by a combined 42 points in Week 1. Their toughest challenge before Christmas, likely at Simla on Saturday, comes for a very good two-way club. Sangre de Cristo, T-Birds coming off a state tournament appearance, should again land the Southern Peaks title. They have a new coach, but one familiar with success as Dave Forster takes over the reins there. He's won a state title with 3A Centauri in the past. He could hope to repeat that effort 
effort with Sangre de Cristo this year. They opened with three wins last week to capture their own tournament championship. Big hole to fill, though, this year is Jessica Slane. She graduated last May, led the club with 14 points and eight rebounds a game as a senior. More importantly, she's been the leader of a very young program over the past couple of years, and that leadership could be missed at least early on this season. Otherwise, the entire squad is back. That includes Kylie Christensen. She played just 11 games last year due to injury. Should be back at full ski, uh, full speed rather for her junior campaign after averaging 13 points and three steals and three assists as a sophomore. Other key returnees, Lexi Metz, nearly nine points a game. Tori Ford was seven and Avery Palmgren was six points and five rebounds. All three of those players have had heavy minutes on the court since stepping into high school. Now we also look for improved numbers from Ashley Mortensen and Mackenzie Rogers. They each added four points a game a year ago. T-Birds have a good schedule after Christmas. They face 2A rivals Rocky Ford, Del Norte, and Sanford. Cotopaxi could be their most difficult league opponent, but Sangre beat the Pirates twice last year by a combined 92 points. Losses at the state tournament were against Fleming and South Baca by a combined 10 points. Now, there are a few other teams that could qualify for the state tournament and make a serious push to the state title next March, uh, next March rather, on that list, Elbert, Springfield, and Genoa Hugo. Springfield returns their top six scores. Many have played since their freshman season. That list includes Julia Mondragon, Alexis Crane, Kyra Parks, and Brynlyn Dukes, among others. Elbert made the state tournament a year ago, should roll to the Black Forest to crown uh, this season. They're coming off an 18-win campaign and return Olivia Lay, Kinsey Bitterman, and Mason Avent, they averaged a combined 22 points a game a year ago. Genoa Hugo won 17 games last year. They have top player Riley Smart back on the court. She averaged 14 points and 10 rebounds a game. They also returned Briley Miller, Dixie Lockhart, Gloria Carr, and Tessa Smith, and they'll likely finish behind 2A Lyman in that Union Pacific. Now for some teams that could surprise. Lone Star heads up that list. They won 14 games a year ago, but many of their wins came against junior varsity opponents. They opened this season and though by beating Genoa Hugo, Pirates were number five in the state at the time. Final was 33-32 to in the Jeff Sherman Classic. The win pushed the Longhorns into the top ten this week for the first time in our Colorado Preps history. Top returnees are Lamia and Andrea Kuntz, Olivia Weathers, and Allison Davis. All are underclassmen as this program continues to move upward. Idelia and DeBeck also on this list. They played last week. The Wolves claimed a 52-42 win. Idelia's roster dominated by freshmen and sophomores. DeBeck looking to replace a talented senior class lost to graduation. Farther out west, Dove Creek, probably the top team. They won 16 games last year and returned Gracie Hatfield and Cassie Gatlin. Hatfield scored 22 points, 6 rebounds, and 3 assists last season. Gatlin finished with 10, 7, and 3, and they hope to push Ignacio for the San Juan title. Kim Branson lost their top scorer and rebounder to graduation. That's the same player, but they return all others. They'll be in the mix come the postseason. Talera Nittler, Ashton Elliott, and A.J. Winford, their top returnees. Prairie gets lost in the North Central shuffle behind Brixdale and Fleming, but they're a solid club as well and again probably will improve on their 10-win season from a year ago. Michaela Baker, Bobby Schreiner, and Sierra Hove all averaged between 7 and 10 points a game a year ago. North Park won 15 games last season, but they do not return a player averaging more than 5 points a game. Longmont Christian already 2-1 and one this year, a lone loss to 3A Moffat County, but they also have
have a win over 2A Meeker, 44-35 last week. Taylor Vandenberg, 57 points through three games. She's the only double-figure scorer at this point, but they could push for the top 1A finish in the mile high and maybe a top two or three overall finish along with Heritage Christian and Dawson in that conference. Now, our report is presented by Napa Auto Parts and Bank of Colorado. Want to hear from them before we run down the top clubs in Class 2A. Napa know-how. Just in time for the holidays, select Craftsman tools are now available at Napa. Celebrate with a Craftsman 20-volt cordless impact wrench kit for just $149.99. It's the perfect gift for everyone in your list, even you. So get great savings on select Craftsman tools, now available at your local Napa store. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 12-31-19. What makes Colorado home? It's backyards with mountain views and the ones that help you enjoy them. It's close-knit communities and the ones that make new neighbors into close friends. It's the homes we make and the ones that live within them. Colorado is a state unlike any other, and we're the local bank with mortgage solutions that help you call it home. Bank of Colorado. There's only one. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Now, we looked at basically every team across the 2A division came up with 16 clubs that could generate a run to the state tournament. Names at the top, basically the same old suspects, but some new faces have joined the group. Sitting at the top of the list right now, likely Lyman. Badgers were the number one seed in the state tournament a year ago, upset by Sanford in the quarterfinals. We believe that loss should drive the Badgers a bit this year as they seek a bit of redemption. They also have a ton of veteran talent back with the ball club. Holyoke, Ray, and Yuma will again battle for the lower plat lead and push for state tournament bids. Meeker, Sirocco, maybe Hotchkiss will battle for the Western Slope Crown. Plateau Valley could get involved out there as well. In the Southern Peaks, Del Nord and Sanford should finish 1-2 there. And in the Mile High, we think Heritage Christian is very good and Dawson could actually improve on their 20-win total from a year ago. Ryan Rocky Ford should supplant Swink atop the Santa Fe. Ignacio, likely the best 2A team in the San Juan. Simla and Peyton are choices for a 1-2 finish in the Black Four. So let's look at the teams in no particular order. Again, we start with Lyman since they're ranked number one in the most recent poll. They survived a tough test with Ignacio last week where they actually had to rally in the fourth for the win. They get another test with 1A three-time champ Kid Carson coming up on Thursday. Roster filled with good depth and a good mix of players. Sidney Hines is back. Senior averages 10 points a game uh, during those two contests last week. Trista Marks also returns as does Tori Lopez. Marks gets her points on the inside. Lopez a good solid three point shooter. They each averaged nine a game last week. Also back are seniors Amy Weisensee, Mahali Owens, and Olivia Hilferty. They all scored seven points a game in the two wins last week, and more senior leadership will come from Lauren Stang, Jenna Yaklich, and Brooke Younger. All played important minutes the last couple of years for the Badgers. Holyoke may have been a good choice for a state championship favorite, but that changed a bit with the transfer of Taryn and Taylor Trumper to a Nebraska school over the summer. Taryn led the Dragons with 12 points a game a year ago and was one of the better offensive players in the division. Taylor, a sophomore last year, provided solid depth off the bench. But there is enough talent back for the Dragons to push not only for a league title, but a strong state tournament bid. Kristen Wieselmeyer averaged nine points and six rebounds a game as a freshman. Those numbers should go up this year 
year. Emily Jeldon, basically a four-year starter in the backcourt. She totaled six points and five assists as a junior. Sarah Razzo back from injury. Dragons also get back Lauren Herman and Victoria Race. All three averaged about five a game a year ago. Holyoke already at 2-0. and They beat Frontier Academy and Liberty Common last week to win the Highland Tournament. They have a non-conference game at Ray on December 20th. That'll give us some indication on if they can challenge for that lower P, uh, lower plat championship. Ray, of course, will be in that mix. The Eagles, based on their 48-42 win over Yuma last week, probably the favorites in the league right now. League, though, could send four teams to a state tournament this year. Ray, Holyoke, and Yuma here in 2A, and Marino, as we discussed, in 1A. All-stater and four-year starter Morgan Smith has gone to graduation. Eagles will always have talent to put out on the floor. Tabby and Morgan Jones both return. They averaged a combined 17 points in wins over Perkins County and Yuma last week. Carla Godsey led the team in scoring with 27 points in that stretch. Also added 14 rebounds. Senior Abby Shea will also see plenty of the time. And Eagles should get a boost from freshman Larissa Sammons. She scored just two points in her high school debut, but then netted nine in that nice win over Yuma. Ray competes in the Goodland, Kansas Topside Classic this week. Could face Yuma again on Friday. Then, as mentioned, they close the December slate against Holyoke on the 20th, so still a good piece of December yet on the table. Yuma, it's been a tremendous run for the Indians. They've won the last two and three of the past four state championships. They've been in the state final six of the last seven years. Their only miss coming in 2017. Missing, though, from the last two state championship teams, the combination of Cody Robinson and Chasey Block, three-year starters, they closed their careers by averaging a combined 30 points, 16 rebounds, five assists, and nearly four steals a game. They were also the leaders of the team in that championship run. But like Ray, the Indians always put a good product on the court, and another state finals run is not out of the question. Reagan Nolan returns as a senior leader. She averaged eight points a game last year and can knock down the three. Emma Richardson provides Provided five points and four rebounds as a sophomore. Ellie Roth chipped in two points and four rebounds off the bench as a freshman. All three will be asked to do even more this year as other players, new faces, must step into the lineup. Let's move over to Heritage Christian. The Eagles very good a year ago. 24 wins and a berth in the state tournament. Also scored a 32-31 win over Meeker there in Loveland. Came up short to lower plat powers, Yuma and Ray, around that win. They battled Highland for the mile-high crown last year, but the Huskies down a bit this year. The league top should end up with the Eagles. They're 3-0 already this season with wins over West Grand, Bellevue, Christian, and Front Range Baptist last week. They could get a nice test with Longmont Christian this week. Now, senior Emma Johnson, she's simply gotten better each and every year of her career. She was basically a six-footer as a freshman and didn't do a lot. But here is a senior. She's a force on the inside that opponents now must prepare for. During last week, she scored 63 points, pulled down 45 rebounds, and blocked 17 shots. So again, she will be a factor each and every time out. Several of the other good players back and around her for the Eagles. Savannah Brown at 13.5 points a game and 9.5 rebounds. Guard tandem of Catherine Lacey and uh, Callie Simers average almost 12 points and 12 assists a game together. They will also knock down a number of threes throughout the season. Now we have Dawson is the second best team in the Mile High this year. They won 20 games a year ago and returned their five top scorers on the roster. They went 2-1 and one against Heritage Christian last year, losing in the regular season by three and winning the district tournament, uh, pairing by four. They were also placed in the same regional with the Eagles as Heritage Christian won that key battle 41-29. Now the returnees are headed up by Caitlin Day. She averaged 17 points, four steals, and four assists a game a year ago. She's back for her senior 
senior year. Also returning Maddie Timms at nine points a game. Madison Day at eight with four assists and four steals. Alex Dunbar at four points and seven rebounds. And Alexis Jaleo with four points and three ba- uh, rebounds as well. So again, Dawson may be a better year than their 20-win season a year ago. Let's move down to the Southwest. Del Norte won 24 games last year, ended up third at state with a win over Sanford. It was the fifth time those two league rivals squared off last year, and those two should again battle for the title. Kendra Parr returns after the leading the Tigers with 21 points a game. She also chipped in five rebounds, four assists, and five steals. She's the only first-team All-State player from last year returning across the entire division. The next five scores, though, graduated, so almost the entire supporting cast is gone. Many new players need to step up for the Tigers to make another Final Four uh, uh, trip. Some of these names could be Yesenia Rosales, Gabby Jones, and Casey Madrid. All average right at three points a game in backup roles. Look for them to be starters and play heavier minutes this year. We'll get a look at the squad this week at the Lahana Tournament. Del Norto, 2-0 so far, beating Monta Vista and Salida last week. Wins were by a total of 90 points. Para scored 53 overall, Madrid added 27, Jones 20, and Rosales 17. In many ways, Sanford is the exact opposite of Del Norte this year. Indians do not have a big-time score like Parr, but they feature great balance, and several key players returned from last year's state tournament run. They fell to Del Norte, as we mentioned in that season finale, but the upset of top-seeded Lyman in the quarterfinals should give this club some confidence here in 2019. We'll also get a look at them at the Lahana Tournament this week. Indians open with a 41-32 loss at 3A Alamosa. They'll start tournament play against another good 3A club in Lamar on Thursday. Now the top three scorers are back, led by Mackenzie Peterson and Ada Game. She also led the club with nearly six rebounds. Asia Calden and Cheyenne Calden both averaged nearly eight points a game as freshmen. Sanford and Del Norte again could meet this week at that tournament. Two league games so come up after Christmas. First a meeting in Del Norte January 26th. Rematch at Sanford on February 16th. And those two outcomes should determine the top two district seeds. Staying in the southwest, let's look at the Ignacio Bobcats. They lost to Lyman last Saturday, but actually led the top-rated team in the state 40-37 going to the fourth quarter. We expect them to land the San Juan Championship game uh, tournament title uh, title again this year with the strongest push likely coming from 1A Dove Creek. Bobcats use a deep bench. Twelve players have already scored this year. Leader is Michaela Howe with 10 a game. She's followed by Ebony Gomez and Jaden Brunson with 7 and 6 points a game respectively. And even though they don't score a bunch of points, two other keys are guards Avelina Naneto and Charlize Valdez. Both are very good guards and when we watched the Bobcats last week, one of those two was on the court at all times. For Meeker, they're one of the busiest teams thus far, already five games on their resume. Their lone loss came against Longmont Christian, but they've also beaten 3A Coleridge and 4A Rifle. They finished December at 3A Grand Valley on the 20th. Senior Julia Dinwiddie and Sarah Craig are both averaging about 13 points a game thus far. Dinwiddie also leads the team at nearly 11 rebounds. Haley Knowles and uh, Kirsten Brown are both at 7 points a game. Tilly Brown at 3. There's a good mix of seniors and underclassmen with this roster, but many are in the starting lineup for the first time. Now, Meeker is favored to win the West Slope title again this year. Push could come from, as we mentioned, Sirocco, Plateau Valley, and Hotchkiss. Sirocco was second a year ago, but lost their leading score and 125 three-pointers to graduation. Their top returning scorer, Caden, uh, Cadence Bruner, rather, at nearly 10 a game. She also hit 23-pointers uh, a year ago. Plateau Valley won 13 games. They get back Madison Clark. She scored 11 a night. Another top returnee, Abin, uh, Abby Detweiler, 
with four points and nearly six po- uh, rebounds a game. Hotchus grabbed 15 wins last year. Bulldogs welcome back Elsie Vasquez and Shea Glazer. They average nearly 10 points a game apiece. Now, Rye has been very busy as well with four wins since the start of the season and all have been by at least 14 points. They're our pick to replace Swink atop the Santa Fe Conference Alliance dominated there over the past four years. Sophie Addison is averaging 19 points a game. Sister Sydney is next in line with 11. Jolie Ortiz adds 10 a night. Thunderbolts are also averaging nearly 13 steals a game. They've allowed just 25 points overall in their last two games. They've also beaten two 3A squads in Buena Vista and Trinidad, so this is a good club this year. Rocky Ford should finish in the top two of the Santa Fe as well. They return Abby Schneider. She's the lone second-team All-State player back from last year, and she led the Meloneers to 14 wins last year and topped the team in scoring, rebounding, assists, and three-pointers. Simla gets a new coach in Doug Cox. He uh, takes over from the very successful Al Snyder. He inherits some good talent from a team that won 17 games a year ago. That run ended with a 54-42 loss to Del Norte in the regional finals. Cubs are 2-0 thus far, wins over ECA and Callahan, both ironically by the identical score of 51-31. Junior Caitlin Rector through two games averages 15 points and three bounds, uh, 13 rebounds a game. She could continue similar numbers the rest of the way. Senior Taylor Warnicke sits at 14.5 points and eight rebounds along with five steals. Now a concern for Simla last year was depth. They basically had just five girls who saw most of the action. That should be a bit better this year as the Cubs welcome in freshman Ryan Urich and Jillian Nipple. They scored a combined 28 points in week one. Another bonus is the addition of Mercedes Smith, who came over from Kit Carson over the summer. She scored 10 points in her first two games with the Cubs and, of course, brings a winning tradition to the team. Now, Simla again favored to win the Black Force, could get a push from Peyton. They're on the way back with new coach Brian Green. This, of course, a program that was a routine visitor to the state semifinals not too long ago. Panthers had 3-0 with wins over Highland, Edison, and Kiowa. They scored at least 65 points in each game, so the offense a bit more fast-paced so far this season. Four players averaging in double figures. They're led by Kaylee Mannering with 18 and Shelby Miller at 14. Panthers have also hit 14 three-pointers over their first four games. So that's a very long look at both 1A and 2A girls basketball. As you can see, several contenders in both divisions should be a good race as we turn into 2020 and head into the state tournament there in mid-March. Thanks for joining us for our latest Colorado Preps cast. It's presented by Napa Auto Parts and Bank of Colorado. I'm Kevin Schaefer.